everybody. This is Stacks Gaming Squad. Proud to interrupt your daily commute with another episode of the Stacks Gaming Squad Game of the Month. It's April 28, 2018, and we played Hitman Sapienza. With me, John Nguyen, is Bruticus. Hey. And Tony Baloney. What up, what up? We're keeping it we're keeping it a tight crew this month. And we're gonna jump straight into it. IO Interactive was nice enough to give out this episode for free for the first week of April. And we downloaded it and we played it. What do you guys think? What is your uh what was your first impression once you loaded up? My first impression was that it was a little hard to download. <laughs> Wanted to play it on computer, but uh was a little difficult with that. Luckily, I was able to get my PlayStation up and running and got the Sapienza chapter on there. And once you downloaded it, you had to stay <laughs> online too, which is a problem when the service don't want to always keep you online. That is a problem. Was that a uh, was that a thing that you ran into? Uh, I know I know it's like an always uh, online server kind of kind of thing, but uh, I didn't have any issues. You know, all, all the times I played this game, I never had any issues logging into servers, and uh, it never it, it it was never like a hindrance. You know what I mean? Well, we can jump straight to that talking point because in all the other Hitmans, as far as I'm aware, there was no always online component. Yeah. And when um, yeah. when I was playing it, any time that you were disconnected from the server, there's a big red pop up that says, "Hey, you're disconnected." Anything you do from here on out, any achievements, any items you unlock, any costumes, any locations you unlock won't be saved. Did that happen? It did happen to me. So I had to really? decide. Well, I'm disconnected from the server. Cannot. What's the point of? If, what's the point of playing this game if nothing I do is going to get saved? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. When I had to set it up on my PlayStation Four, that's in my living room, a little further with my router. So I did run into a few problems with the opening level um where i was going through the training exercise on that <clears throat> on that party boat and a few times i had to start that back at the beginning but you know for the most part i didn't run into too many connectivity issues but yeah i can, I can see where that would be mm. a huge issue my only complaint about that is as a hitman game why is the always online component even necessary is it a drm kind of thing or uh it's probably you know it it is it is a reflection of games in 2016 and beyond you know game uh io ea ubisoft all these all these companies are really into games as a service right and they do that because you want to have some type of uh security um where you're forced to log in some type of authentication server to make sure you have a valid copy of the game. But they also want to try to add value to that. So they say, well, you log in, you know, so it's kind of a give and take. So, yeah, you have this always online component. Take Hitman, for example. But you have this uh, this constantly updating live service kind of features. So, uh, like, for example, when you're going through those menu options, you have all these uh, accessible community content uh for each individual sandbox level uh that we can kind of get into so you know hitman does that you know it's typical you have you know like dark souls and demon souls kind of has that as well where you're constantly connected to some online 
system and you're able to see other players' activity and it, and it kind of is like they, they try to sell it as like a community building aspect, but really it's also, you know, some form of authentication to a valid copy of the game. That said, probably nothing is stopping you from going to BitTorrent, downloading this game, and getting a <laughs> getting a crack version and playing it with all that content stripped out. Right. But right. you're also getting like probably a seventy percent experience. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you just won't be uh you won't have access to i would argue that you could go analog like one of the one of the unlike opponents that they hype up a lot is you can play these community made challenges but back in back in previous decades you would just play the game and you would post your challenges online on some forum yeah it's it's like a like kind of like what the speedrunning community does it's all kind of in this niche community that you can go and find yeah sure sure but and 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 they do and in the case of hitman like i i think me and you we were uh uh i think i was streaming and uh you were watching and i was just kind of creating a community challenge and uh so it does give you these uh like hud tool tips and stuff when you select one of these challenges uh Mm -hmm. like it'll it'll highlight that character like whatever the target is it'll highlight that target it'll highlight uh, different little helper item uh, things uh, that you need in order to complete that. So if if you go with an analog route, you kind of, I guess technically you could do it, but it would be a little bit more uh, uh, crude. You know, it wouldn't be as as easy to do and pull off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like what you mentioned earlier about you know, when you compared it to Dark Souls being online, and the <clears throat> the thing about the Dark Souls format, I guess, formula, I guess, would be that they do that so everything matters you know if you die you you know you lose your souls you have to go back and get your souls if someone invades you you know there's not a way to just avoid that stuff by loading up a save the interesting thing is that hitman allows you to save and when i was sort of getting the hang of the mechanics and going through uh sapienza the first time i was using that save engine a lot just so i could test things out and and use things so that always online paired up with that um being able to save at any time granted you can't do that in a professional uh mode but um that you know it was just i was curious about that you know um do those two things really work together um it's a question of because the big difference here is in demon souls and dark souls there's player interactivity but -hmm. there's no player interactivity per se in hitman right I would say it's not direct, but maybe like in an indirect way. You know, one one other thing that's cool about a, a, a you know that that I I will say to the benefit of this online only thing, um, was you know so I, I played this game way back you know months and months ago, uh, going through Paris when at the time they gave Paris away for free. So mm-hmm. cool, you know. So I would play through it, and um. Uh, since then, my computer died, so I have a, I have a new computer. Uh, downloaded Hitman, and Lord and behold, all of my saves, all of my uh, uh, and all all of my progress and everything was all stored on the servers. And I just pull mm-hmm. it down and just pick right back up, which was which was really nice. You don't have to start over. You don't have to go through the tutorials. You just jump right back in where you left off. It's essentially how MMO games have been working since you know before there was ever this cloud storage. Yeah. Now. 
stuff they yeah, were sure use on servers. So yeah, I see a lot of games are really adopting that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a good point. Um, gameplay wise, what are y'all's thoughts? Gameplay wise, we were talking. Me and you were talking about earlier, and um, this is this is kind of a stealth game, but really it's more. I I thought of it as more of a puzzle game, and when I thought about what kind of people would play this game. I would describe it as a game for people who like to take apart watches. Yeah, I can see that. Who really like to dig into the nitty nitty gritty and figure out how to do, figure out how everything works before mm-hmm. they start playing the game. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a game you can run and gun. And I don't play a lot of those games, so it took a it took a lot of patience for me to like change my change my my play style, mm-hmm. if you could if you could say. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I'm uh, I'm a. I think this game is great. First of all, and so so take. We played. We we primarily played Sepienza because it was it at the time back in at the beginning of the month it was free and it was easy for everybody to go in and download and and actually Sepienza was a map that I didn't have so it was perfect. Um. So I think that. You know, this game compared to other stealth genre games, and even what is that Metal Gear, you know, and maybe uh, some other like indie games that aren't really as, as big and have a production value like this. Um, this, uh, so, so this game really taps into for me back when I was a kid. And you start seeing like, and, and I don't know if you guys had this experience when you're like, oh, you know, there's this cool, uh, uh, and you download like, let's say like the first and second Hitman game uh, uh, as like a demo, you know, and they give you one, they give you one map and they're like, you know, here you go. Here's one map. I guarantee you everybody who downloaded that demo must have ran through that single map demo a hundred times to see what yeah. kind of goofy shenanigan things can I get away with? in this uh uh in this in this environment and I, I think the one that i played if i remember correctly was like some villa and it was just some like mafia guy mm-hmm. the story didn't matter the uh, uh y- y- you know what what your objective was didn't really matter it was like hey just go you know you're some bald-headed fool go kill this guy yeah, and fig- and figure it out you know here's a bunch of here's this this cool environment here's all the tools you need yeah. you can you can disguise yourself you can do all this stuff that was back in like the late 90s early 2000s right this game the way they they structured it taps into that almost exactly mm-hmm. uh back in those back in those days when people are running through those maps hundreds of times and i guess the reason i say that is because i guess late in the, you know we kind of got into it late in the game but the way this game released is it released for like twenty dollars but you only got paris you know you only got episode one and then uh and, and so you, you kind of got just a really little bit of a taste and it goes back to that you know you're you're playing paris over and over and over and over again and you start the community starts generating all this content like hey did you know that uh uh you can go uh you can start down in the basement where the chefs are and you can poison the chefs and then disguise yourself as a chef and somehow make your way upstairs to to the third floor to to 
killed the sheik and people start to freak out about that and have like a discussion about that and back to what john was saying and start to like collaborate on different ways to affect this clockwork go back to so uh, uh when subsequent maps come out i think they release you know sepians was next twenty dollars and then hokkaido releases twenty dollars so over the course of a year it was like a full season of these individual little helpings uh that really kept people engaged and i think that that was probably the perfect thing to do for io to do for this type of game than to just release it all at once for everyone to consume all at one time you know you really let people explore you know let people breathe and explore each individual scenario um and i, and I, can, look definitely, at- I can definitely see how that <clears throat> that style would work especially with this type of game where you do want to spend you want to spend time with a lot of the level you want to see how many ins and outs you can discover uh how many possibilities you can discover and so having all the levels at once may not have given that that um you know creation is you know that 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 space to pull it apart and really explore it yeah Um, i guess that's just initially turned me off and that's why i never really picked this game up in the first place because i tend to spend twenty dollars to thirty dollars on games that i i buy and i don't know getting part part of a game it just it didn't appeal to me at the time and so I sort of let it fall back. I, I, I could see myself enjoying the way it was delivered now, but I mean, obviously the game is pretty much, you know, available to pick up everything at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I like what John said about it kind of being like a clock. Cause I, I've described yeah. it. I've described it this way before is, um, you know, each each map is going to. It's kind of like a run based thing, like like run based games. You know, you start a run and you see how far we can go and see what happens. But each uh each map is kind of going to operate as a really intricate clockwork. Everyone is going to walk the same paths and do the same things. And forty seven is more or less just the chaos factor to just destroy it all to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um and and you're that character just messing all that up. So in a way, it's you know, I, I think of, in some ways, like Majora's Mask, you know, where you're you're going through and you're repeating the same, uh, yeah. uh, the, 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 the same pathings over and over again to affect things in different ways. And um, I also kind of think of after, after playing, after playing Mario Odyssey, I think of it being kind of like a, like a like a Mario Odyssey almost type game where it's it's just this big environment like playground environment with like 500 different objectives to complete uh, to really dive into like you said to 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 seek your teeth into each individual map and I feel like there's a lot of depth and a lot of content in each helping yeah and, and uh, mass comparison reminds me of pretty much my favorite aspect of the game so far is that while there's no there's no time countdown on any mission. You're never, you know, trying to race against the clock. Um, but you can miss a lot of the opportunities based on people's um, patterns. You know, mm-hmm. this guy's going to eat lunch right here. Uh, this person's going to go check this out here. And if, if you let them get past that and you don't do anything about it, that opportunity is like no longer available. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. and so it, it doesn't have a countdown timer, but it does have sort of a, a passive countdown timer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I prefer. So if everyone's the chaos factor, 
we'll get into it right now. What was your uh, what was your favorite run through Sapienza? What was your favorite? What's your favorite war story? <laughs> I found that I have an affinity for just poisoning every ounce of food I can I can find, and so I really tried <laughs> to. The first time I did Sapienza, I poisoned everything: drinks, food. Pretty much it was just poison all over the place. It was like a, it was like an outbreak. Um, so I kind of forced myself to not do that, and I went the therapist route, and you know, disguised myself as a therapist. Did that, and then once I was in the mansion, I just started going around cleaning everything until I gathered everyone's, uh, everyone's dialogue that I could inside the mansion. So I was just running around. I cleaned every single room in that in that house, and it was probably like forty five minutes by the time I finally decided to pull the trigger on the girl on the um uh, i can't friend francesca mm-hmm. yeah and so that was my favorite I, I wouldn't want to do it again but it was my favorite <laughs> so did you did you play out the whole uh um that whole scenario with the therapist and going up to the guy's room yeah oh, that, <laughs> that was that was probably my favorite moment when i when i kind of figured out the uh because i was just walking around the <laughs> um kind of the plaza where the crowd of people are and and kind of discovered the uh that opportunity with therapists yeah and um i i thought that was hysterical when you disguise yourself as that therapist and you go up and he totally put like 47 just totally plays it completely stone face and that's what i think is hilarious about this game too is that you make 47 do these ridiculous things the man doesn't smile or has any expression at all. Like, <laughs> and, and I love putting myself in those situations where he's just a normal guy. Um, and so the first thing I do on almost every playthrough is I drop my pistol in a bush. And like I just get rid of anything that would be found in a frisk because I'm like, I, I'm going to be frisked a lot in this. But but I, I love hearing about that dude's like all of his emotional baggage with his mom and everything that he's just unloading, and then you just kill him with the pillow. <laughs> I didn't like that you couldn't move his body after though. That kind of bugged me. Unless I encountered some type of glitch, but um, I, I think in it, I think in that case you probably couldn't move his body. But there are other. I, I've done other runs like when I've done the uh, the bicycle. Uh, uh, like when when you uh, when the guy the florist runs into the bicycle guy and you have to disguise yourself as a yeah. florist and um, I, I have done that one where you can you know you kill him at the gravestone of his mom and then you can mm-hmm. dump his body off a cliff or something like that. Yeah. I never get to do that because people kept finding the bodies by the vans because I was like I, I guess I'm gonna take this florist uh, uniform and then I was like I don't know where to hide them and i just that's when i gave up and did the therapist run <laughs> uh, like, oh you can that's when you just toss them off the cliff into the into the ocean yeah I try i try not to kill people <laughs> that aren't directly associated like i'll knock them out and it's like another timer i'm like oh when are they gonna wake up you know <laughs> yeah that that that, that timer is pretty long though yeah I, I noticed spent like 45 minutes in one and and nobody ever woke up and i was like okay <laughs> besides that i just i i, I tend to go on like just to just to mess around like I'll, I'll do this really long run lose and i'll get frustrated so okay well i'm just gonna go on a murder spree you know so i'll just yeah. i'll just grab an axe and just start just start axing people left and right and then what and and, and, and what's what's probably what's a what's a hilarious run for me is it's just going through that and i'm like well let's just see how far i can just 
be a mass murder. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll end up axing a bunch of people and then somehow I'll recover from it and end up completing the mission <laughs> with like a, just a sea of blood and bodies behind me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got the job done now. Yeah, the job, the job got completed. It was written in the contract. <laughs> John, what was your uh, favorite story? Oh, my favorite story. I never got around to killing the the guy himself, actually. But I I just I just found a bunch of different ways to kill Francesca over and over. I would just never get that far. She was the one that was difficult for me. I mean, I, she's. I feel like she didn't do as much as he did or maybe she just doesn't do as maybe i was just so impatient that i never gave her the chance to do as much but i don't know i i, I well one thing was i never found a therapist so that oh, was okay. a, that was a big opportunity to close off but uh yeah. one, um, one of my favorite runs one of them i had to describe myself as a priest so i walked over to the to the church and knocked out a priest but it was a wrong priest so i couldn't take his disguise so i had to throw coins to, to lure this other priest back into the same quarter. So I got, I got this priestess guy. So I'm like, all right, great. So one of the scientists is burying her friend in the morgue. So she goes to visit him. So I'm like, great. I'm the priest. I'm going to go to the morgue. I'm going to knock out the scientist. Goes well. Go into the morgue. Everybody's cool. Everybody lets me in. I knock out the scientist. But then I dump her body down the chute before I could steal her her outfit. So I'm like, oh crap. So what I do is I go to her friend's corpse, dress up in the corpse, dress up in the corpse's lab coat, and then walk into the lab. So now I'm now I'm in this dead man's coat and I'm in the lab and I I can't find Francesca anywhere. So I leave. And right outside the lab is his uh is this golf teacher. So I knock him out, dress up as a golf teacher. I have an explosive golf ball that I found nearby. Oh my God. And I call Francesca because we're having an affair. She sees like, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> let's let's, so... let's go to your let's go to your place. And 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 like Agent 47 just deadpans. He's just stone faces. No, you know what? Your place is better. <laughs> <laughs> so she so she starts to so she's she's like, oh yeah, let's go. So she starts heading down to her room, but I don't know where her room is. So I'm like, I can't lie and waiting for her anywhere because I don't know where she's going. So well, fairness, you're describing to... every golf teacher explosive golf ball murder I've ever heard in my life. So. <laughs> it's, it's like a it's like a Van Wilder movie. So, <laughs> so she's so she's wandering down, and I try to follow her, but I wind up on the roof somehow. She goes to her bedroom. There's no one there. She gets disappointed understandable and she walks back to her office so here i am standing outside the window of an explosive golf ball she walks back into her office i can't plan it anywhere so i just throw it at her I just <laughs> throw it. It, it it explodes it explodes on her head and then i run down then i just run away <laughs> so wow Okay. That's just good death planning right there. Like somebody's gonna have to throw this golf ball at somebody's head. They're gonna they're gonna miss the opportunity to get them in the <laughs> in the mock Dude. golf session. That's uh that's kinda why that right there is perfect example is is why I think this game is excellent. That whole story that you just laid out, 
I feel, I, I've played Sepienza several times. I have never had that opportunity with the priest, with the exploding golf ball, with the teacher, with this affair. You just described something that it could it everything you could have just said was could have been complete just BS. It was it was bur- like I never knew any of that stuff was in that map. That's incredible. They definitely load <laughs> these maps up with as much and I like I respected that more than anything the level design and the just content they they push in there. You know, maybe on the outside 20 bucks for <clears throat> a couple of levels seems like it would seem to some people like oh, that's not really worth it. But when you really looked at, into how much you can uncover, you know, how many stones there are to uncover and how many threads there are to follow in each of these levels, like that, that does give you a lot more incentive to check out you know, everything. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like each each one of these these maps in this season one. I feel like there's easy a good 15, 20 hours of content in each map. Yeah, I can see that. You know. It's interesting to, when you compare this this type of style of delivery. Um, <clears throat> the levels are so dense, and it's interesting that Assassin's Creed is also in kind of the same gameplay genre. Kind of, uh, you have to go assassinate the target, but their entire world map is just boom right in front of you, and it's wide, but I would say it's shallow. Whereas yeah. Hitman is. It's narrow but it's deep yeah oh yeah yeah definitely and i and i much prefer I, I much prefer the hitman style you know i think assassin's creed i think is you know it, it, it definitely has its merits and it's and its audience but I, I would really like to uh i i really like these these smaller denser maps with tons of discovery you know i also feel like assassin's creed hasn't approached their entire foundation with this level of care for a very long time um you know say what you will about the basicness of the first game or you know whatever but in the first and second game there was always that um that feeling that you had to work towards an assassination um where that just hasn't been the case lately and you know when i tried to compare assassin's creed to this like i took metal gear solid i took assassin's creed and i took hitman i kind of like just I kept those as the standards while I was playing this. And I, I find it really hard to even compare Assassin's Creed to this anymore. <clears throat> Just because, you know. Metal Gear Solid feel, 5, yes. but yeah. I feel like I feel like Assassin's Creed is more about uh, map. Uh, like, I think about Assassin's Creed, you know, Assassin's Creed 2, which I, I, I don't know, what, what is that? Like the benchmark of Assassin's Creed games. You, it, it's more about um, looking at a map, seeing all the different little blips and collectibles yeah. to get, and going to get those things, going to get treasure, going to get all the different eagle spots, climbing towers, and just taking that map full of stuff and just blanking it out and completing all those objectives. And this doesn't feel like that. This feels yeah. more like seeing what you're going to get into as you start pushing through, and I think that's what's so different. Exactly. Uh, I would actually prefer even less hand-holding than they did. That's what I was, yeah, I was going to say that. Go, go ahead with your point. I'll, I'll see. No, no, it was just that at one point I was, I was, I was doing another Francesca run <laughs> and, uh, and my handler comes on the mic and, and she says, okay, good. Now take her out. I'm like, what, what else was like, it's my job. It's the name of the game. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, you go around town and you hear little snippets of information and the handler will, will pause the screen and show a little blip, a pop-up says, oh, this is an opportunity. You should do this, this, and this. It, I would have gotten so much more satisfaction without the hand-holding. It would have been yeah. such a bigger sense of discovery if I had just walked into the cafe and found this piece of information or that and then had to figure out for myself. That's how I felt about the objective markers. You know, for instance, when I found the therapist um, on his phone outside of the cafe and it said, you have to you have to disguise yourself as a therapist. And I'm like, well, obviously, I'm not just going to knock him out in front of all these people. And it immediately pointed me to a waiter. It didn't tell me why. It just pointed me to a waiter and said, knock out the waiter and take his his clothes. And then once I did that, it said, grab poison. And then it said poison his coffee. And I'm like, okay, so instead of just letting me figure that out, that the best way to get to him, I would have rather have just gotten to that conclusion on my own versus having these objective markers across the map, these breadcrumbs to follow. Or or have a, a different conclusion from what they suggested. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and really, I mean, you can just go grab a can of spaghetti and th- and punch him in the face with it. <laughs> <laughs> is that a uh, so? Is that scalable? Is that something you can kind of go into the options and maybe pare down a little bit, or you can, you can, yeah. Um, but as professional mode, they see. I I didn't really explore professional mode too much, but I read the points. Um, did either of you do that? I found professional mode after after looking online at, at reading some other reviews of the game, and I and I really would have would have liked to to start out with professional mode on. Yeah, I I never uh, I never got into professional mode, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can I can see it where it's um, I, I'm assuming the AI is a little harder. A lot of the tooltips are turned off, and um, you can only save one time throughout the entire <clears throat> and i don't know if that means you have one save you can continuously overwrite or if you literally can use a save once but it mm-hmm. seems like that's what bothers me is it seems like the, and this is a problem i have with game difficulty in general something that nintendo doesn't really like nintendo's a, a developer that makes one difficulty for most of the games generally mm. speaking um, and it's like, I feel like that's the way the game should be played when I was reading through the professional aspects. And it's like, instead of like, yes, maybe give your players the option to go easy, but it's like what John said, start me off from professional. Let me play the game, how it's meant to be played without all these hand holding aspects. And then let me explore an easier mode. If I feel like the game's not enjoyable with those aspects. Yeah. But then maybe it would, it would also shy people away. Like maybe this is somebody would play that not knowing and be like, man, maybe this is too difficult for me. And yeah, or or you know, I, I think a way Nintendo identifies it is like, you die a bunch of times, and then Nintendo, a Nintendo game will be like, hey, you're struggling a lot. Do you want to turn on some of these, uh, <laughs> some of these little helper tools? And um, you know, if if you if you died a bunch of Hitman, you might have dedicated like thirty minutes, thirty minute run, forty five minute run, or even longer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. struggling so you would have went like two hours before hitman's like hey we can make this easier for you (laughs) and then and and then uh, players might say like well what the hell why didn't you give me this in the beginning yeah well maybe just giving the option in the forefront then would be better because like i i unlocked the sapienza professional after i had gotten to rank five or something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because um, I would say turning off your instincts, that superhuman uh, thing where, where you can see through walls. When you yeah. can see through walls, when you can see through walls, however, you're breaking down a, a significant foundation of, of the stealth genre. That feels like a tool you unlock after you beat an entire game. And it's like, oh, do you want to play New Game Plus with Instinct on? <laughs> like, when you unlock the bandana in Metal Gear Solid, it's like, now you can play mm-hmm. New Game with the bandana on. It's like, it seems way too beneficial to just be something you can always use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe use it on, like, a temper, like, on some limited basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it is, it is powerful. Did, yeah. uh, did you guys do any escalations no i didn't so i uh i did i did a couple of them um to kind of give you guys a taste of what they were um the one i did was in paris and it's it's uh so so the escalations kind of it's it's like optional objectives Mm -hmm. so for example it would be uh not necessarily those the the two primary targets but it could just be like some random guard or some random person in the crowd and uh level one of the escalation is kill this guy and that's pretty easy you go in you kill this guy and uh and you have to successfully escape and then it'll say okay uh then they've ramped the difficulty up where it's like okay kill this guy and you have to do it using explosives and then you have to figure out that and escape and then it's okay kill this guy you have to use explosives and you have to have you have to have a pistol equipped at all times and uh, you'll lose if you unequip the piss if you equip a different weapon for longer than ten seconds. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and then it's and then it's all that again. And it's uh, you know kill this guy, explosives. You have to have a pistol equipped at all times, and you have to be in this outfit. <laughs> you know, and, and it'll slowly ramp itself up up to the maximum difficulty. Okay. Uh, and then you have to and, and then escape. And so that's there were. Man, I want to say each map maybe had like fifteen or twenty escalation missions that mm-hmm. were added to it. The replayability which is insane. The replayability is is insane, and yeah. you can you can. There's a lot of stories to tell. You know, every time you play, you have a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So essentially, you're talking about like a series of challenges that we'll just kind of tack on as you're. Yep. Yep. Because I I I enjoyed the challenges at first, but then I got so just hell-bent on exploring the opportunities mm-hmm. that the challenges kind of would i would either forget about them or it would just become not as interesting like some of them were like oh choke them out with the garrett wire um or you know this while the opportunities were giving you these stories to explore yeah you know, these different mm-hmm. ways to have the have the level progress yeah mm-hmm. and that's a from a storytelling standpoint that's i think that was a pretty cool way to do it yeah you didn't have to use cutscenes. you didn't have to there are no cutscenes in this entire game and yet it tells each map tells uh, uh a compelling story mm-hmm. mm. there were cutscenes in between uh in between missions though in between locations i mean yeah but but that's yeah. kind of like a Hey, Agent 47, here's what you're doing. Like, here's an overview of these people, and this is why they're, they're, you know, bad people that you're going to go kill. And as far as the level progression, there's no like breaks Mm -hmm. in between gameplay Mm -hmm. to to do a quick cutscene. Yeah. That that would totally ruin 
the experience, I think, a great deal. Yeah. We brought up freedom as like a big thing. Um, as like a talking point, you know, I felt like that's added to the freedom. Like I, I did feel boxed in sometimes um, when looking at the level, especially, especially in the later part of the level where you have to go and get rid of the, um, the virus, which that was the part I wasn't looking, I was always looking forward to approaching assassination attempts, but then I felt like I was on tracks whenever it got to the virus, uh, so I was curious, did you guys find different ways to approach that scenario or did it just kind of like level out and you just had to basically get to the finish line at that point? For me, it was kind of like a finish line run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really could, because I started I started losing my patience up to that point. Like I would kill Fan- Francesca and I could just never figure out an effective way to kill Francesca. So she was always walking around with like three or four guards. So it was kind of like with John's like, throwing of the golf ball like that's what i would do where i would just like kick a door in throw a knife in her face and then just start running like <laughs> and then i would uh so i and so i would already be uh pursued you know and and i'm just like okay if i just just haul it all the way downstairs maybe i can steal this thing and uh destroy this virus and escape so it was always for me like a mad dash run yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it was it, it definitely took a change of tone from us uh taking out two two targets to then you're kind of like doing this kind of infiltration mm-hmm. dungeon crawling type thing where it really was just finding which which vent do i have to crawl to to get there yeah yeah hmm. and i mean that but was, it was that was cool to figure out the first time you know okay where do i get this outfit how do i get in there okay that's person that's gonna see me and and you're you're almost playing like a super mario level it's like all right go this way all right now blend in now get in there now do that now turn this on to distract the scientist and overheat the virus and run it was also where i i felt like i was trolled the first time because this whole time i had been throwing guards in in those boxes or throwing bodies into the boxes and so i went into the um the like virus center the quarantine center and i knocked out a scientist and i decided to throw him in a box and i didn't realize it was like a pool of acid and just immediately murdered him by accident (laughs) 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 okay well i didn't see that coming (laughs) it's it's hard to believe that that lab is in the same map as that mansion and that whole city in sepienza oh my god Mm. yeah it's a cool little set piece but yeah yeah, it would have been been cool to have been part of the entire zeitgeist as mm-hmm. uh, as the as everybody is experiencing the level for the first time. Yeah, that, yeah. That would have been good. So they're uh, they I, I believe they are planning a season two. Um, Amazing. I really I really hope they use the same engine and uh, new maps would be mm-hmm. excellent. Mm-hmm. I would like to see some multiplayer. Two Agent 47s in one map? That would be hilarious. <laughs> Co-op assassinations can lead to such hijinks. Yeah. Battle Royale 47? Please no. 47 players in one map? <laughs> Please no. Please no. Uh, so with the season two, uh, I'm actually curious about that because the studio had to, had to leave Square Enix, right? That was... 
so the uh so so the studio was like kind of partly owned by square enix uh-huh. and um because so because you, you you had io io kind of went under and I, I believe they were acquired like the the hitman assets were acquired by square enix mm-hmm. and they i think square like really didn't have any interest on pushing hitman any further past this game and since then square or uh, uh io was able to become solvent again and they bought themselves out from square and maintained the hitman license and assets and everything so they they took it with them and what so now they they're so now they're an independent studio with okay. all the tools that they need uh unbounded to make uh to make new hitman content oh cool what a comeback story that's awesome yeah, yeah. I, I i thought for sure when that was going down last year i was listening to a bunch of podcasts about it and just paying attention to that was when i really started becoming interested in this service-based hitman game that i just i did not see them coming back from that first season too but oh yeah yeah once you started here in the the uh, the inklings of like IO's going down and Square's acquiring the assets and mm-hmm. no more Hitman. It was, it was really sad. And then when they came out of it, it was surprising that they came out of it and really great that there's going to be more Hitman coming. Yeah. Well, it was smart for them to release those new chapters to at least um, get the wheel <laughs> squeaky again. Yeah. I think um, I want to say this. I'm on their Steam page right now. That that Agent Zero pack, mm-hmm. uh, I think, was the first release that IO Independent put out. Uh, and then this this Game of the Year edition and this like place at Pienza for free just to to keep to keep it in uh, in in people's uh, as John said, kind of keep it in the zeitgeist people's minds. You know. Yeah. I I was going to say, I don't think this game sold all that well when it initially released and kind of just threw uh, organic community discussion. I think it became, I think it ended up, I I don't, I don't think it was the, it was the hit that people that, you know, the, the developers wanted it to be Mm -hmm. Uh, like, like sales wise. I don't know if it did all that great. Uh, I don't remember hearing that it was, and I think that was around the time that I, like I said, was paying attention because the studio, I wouldn't say collapsed, but change was happening. And I think, yeah, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not doing too great. But, you know, hopefully they come back because I could see myself taking more time with this game. Um, even if just passively, like every now and then hopping on, doing a couple of runs through some of the levels. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I would, I would highly recommend if you're if you're into if you like the sepienza map to check out these uh these, these other maps um I, I only i only have paris uh, uh and this one um paris is excellent and um I, i've from, from what i've seen and heard of the other ones uh i mean i, I think they're all uh the, the, the quality doesn't let up, you know. I mean, the world travel aspect is is really interesting to me. Um, just how I, I don't see it being a game where um, the campaign falters because you're just in a gray, washed mess of either like snow or 
um, facilities or something like that. This seems like they put a lot into making sure everything is very distinctive from the next set piece. Mm-hmm. So now you're going over to a place in America. Well, you've just traveled from Italy. And, um, there's lots of vibrant colors that can be contrasted with maybe something a little different. And I, I think that's what's going to keep it engaging. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think, and I think that's a good point. Is um, they they kind of stay true to the set pieces, and and you're right. From map to map, they are very distinctly different uh, from a visual aspect. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. I I think it would it would be difficult to sell a bunch of copies with such a um, a little bit of a barrier of entry. Um, mm-hmm with what they were trying to deliver. There's not really a lot of episodic content games like this outside of maybe some of the Telltale games or something like that. But if we had, maybe this season one will set up season two uh, to be, you'll definitely get the people from season one. But if people get what the product is, is supposed to be, it'd be a lot more successful. Yeah. I'm interested. And I'm glad we played this as a group. And I'm glad I had you guys insight into kind of the history of what was going on and what they're trying to achieve. Because it does it does make the product more attractive. Mm-hmm. Would you have played this game otherwise? No, no, I wouldn't have. Even if it was free. <laughs> Even if you said free, I'd say, oh, Hitman. I'm like, okay. Um I don't really need another third person shooter, but I would have I would have passed on it for sure. Yeah, for me it's um uh, like I had so much to play already. And I I started playing this and I immediately felt a pull to go and finish Metal Gear Solid 5. And then I found a much different um much different incentive with Hitman where, you know, like again all the narrative elements that I wanted to explore. And that that definitely got me in. But I could see myself maybe becoming a little um, weighed down by, like I said, those those secondary elements to each of the maps. Okay, now that you've killed the targets, you have to do this thing that's more repetitive than discovering all the different ways to kill the targets. And mm-hmm. like I just got my most, my most recent playthrough just just finished off uh, Francesca. And then I was just dreading the next 20 minutes of getting through that that um, that quarantine area with the meticulous style that you have to do it in, not getting caught and, and knowing all the different corners to turn at the right time. And it was just like, oh, well. Yeah. Was there, um, I guess, were there any other parts of the game besides, besides that that kind of dragged a little bit? Well... It was only we only had access to Sepienza, but I'm trying to think in the first. So yeah, I'm still comparing to the. I liked the intro level a lot. Um, I thought it was a really good way. I, I've not been a Hitman player, uh, even like PlayStation Two. I played a little bit, but this really wasn't the game that I went after. Like I said, I was a very Metal Gear Solid um, gamer, and so I thought that was a great way to introduce people who've never really sunk their teeth into a hitman game um and i don't think there was any parts of that that dragged it was it was a pretty quick level maybe maybe getting to the boat was like okay i gotta get past this guard station or this guard station and i gotta wait for them to talk and then i gotta pick up this thing and so that that got a little tiring but for the most part 
I feel like that's easy to get past. So it's probably not something that drags all the levels down. I think it was just really that Sapienza ending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you're, uh, as we were talking about this, I'm, uh, I'm just looking at the, the kind of the steam, like highlight reel of some of the things that you can do. And it has clips from Sepienza and I'm, and I'm looking at things that I've never even thought was possible in this map. Like, uh, um, the, uh, the, the, the male target and, and I can't think of his name, but, uh, 47, like he apparently goes to that big telescope and 47 just shot him through the telescope lens and killed him. <laughs> oh man um well, apparently you can kill him with a cannon too which i i was looking through the opportunities and i saw that and i was like okay how do i do that i <laughs> want i want to destroy this guy with a cannon <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. or i mean I, I saw someone dump his body in a in a wood chipper yeah that's another <laughs> one I, I was like okay Th- this is where i see this game pulling me back in because i'm like well i gotta see that yeah, or because like, you think because you're like, okay, I've seen everything in this map, and then you see somebody like just shoot them through the big telescope, and you're like, well, how the hell does that happen? Yeah, and it's not something I'd want to see through a stream. It's something I'd want to experience, experience definitely myself for sure. Have you uh, have you guys seen the Kraken? There's a Kraken in in the map. What? So there's a boat seen, way off in the distance. So there's a boat way off in the distance, and if you get a sniper rifle, there's a series of bells on on this uh, on this fishing boat, and if you snipe these bells and hit them, uh, each each bell makes a different tone, and if you, you hit every single one of them, the kraken will come out of like the Mediterranean and just engulf these boats that are that are wow. in the uh, in the sea. <laughs> no, I was not aware that uh, that sounds very interesting. I think uh, I think each map has like a secret set of bells that you can trigger that causes like weird stuff to happen. So I saw I saw a video on YouTube. I think it was uh, either the, the map in Japan or Colorado, where um, you, you trigger the secret and it just started dropping like cattle from the skies on everybody. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty great. I, I, yeah. I like I like Easter eggs like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's guys, it, guys. Speaking of, I just wanted to touch real quick. Did you guys run into like any game glitches to a certain extent? I was seeing, so I encountered a few things. Um, one, one like sort of obvious one that isn't really a big deal, but it was like crimes getting no or or suspicion elevating to the point of somebody kind of like chasing you down. Like I would, I would make someone suspicious by accidentally bumping into them, and then I'd run a few blocks and i'd turn a corner and then i'd get caught for something it's like when i wasn't even in their line of sight anymore i didn't know if that's just huh something never tried that yeah and the other thing that i i would have someone that i had to follow like i'd go talk to them in my weird voice and i'd I'd follow them into an encounter um and they would just go through all their lines of dialogue right after another like really, really, really fast. And then they would not go anywhere and I have to go and start it over. And then they'd run through all their, like, Hey, are we doing this or not? What are you doing? Oh God, this guy sucks. And then they go back to what they were doing. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Could that be a, uh, I wonder if that's like a PlayStation versus PC kind of thing. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Huh? Yeah. Cause I mean, I played it on PC. It was, 
it went it went it went pretty smooth the only the the only glitch that uh that 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 i would come across often was the the spaghetti sauce glitch where you know whenever you're throwing objects and it tends to happen a lot with smaller objects they will they they will they will travel at lightning speed and <laughs> hit with and and hit your target with some extreme force. <laughs> I'm okay with that because my favorite the first thing that I was like I'm gonna like this game is when I pick up that fire extinguisher on the boat and just <laughs> shot <handed>, it, <laughs> threw it in this girl's face and what are you doing you weird ah. <laughs> So if there's some more velocity to that, I'm okay with that. <laughs> did you ever drown someone in the toilet? No. I did. That was great. Uh, that was that was my golf teacher. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you um yeah if you if you you use the the rat poison you poison their food or their uh, or their drink and it it caused or was it the rat poison it was it, it was some food like additive you use the spaghetti and, sauce. Yeah, the spaghetti sauce will do it. And he goes and pukes on the cliff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He pukes on the cliff and then you could kick him off the cliff or something. Yeah. Um and I don't know, I've never done it in Sapienza, but but I did in Paris where I uh the the, the, the target I would they would eat something and um then they would get they would they basically get diarrhea and just run to the nearest toilet where of course I'm waiting in the closet and then I just they shit in the toilet and then I just drown their head in the toilet. <laughs> oh man. Jesus. <laughs> so play Hitman. Play Hitman. <laughs> drown someone. Yeah. Waste. Ten out of ten. <laughs> oh man. Is that it? Exploding golf balls yeah. dressed as a monkey. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think exploding golf balls and dressed as a monkey pretty much rounds out everything that you can do in this game. Mm. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. All right. Very interesting. Cool. I would be interested in coming back for season two. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I'm on board. I think there's some uh, there's some good good streaming to be had with this game. It's good. Uh, it's good couch game. Good oh, yeah. spectator sport. Good spectator sport. Yeah, actually, the first time I played it, I was I did have friends over, and they were having the best time. Yeah. <laughs> seeing what I was getting into. So. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right, oh, guys. Well, <laughs> thanks, everybody. Gets millennial millennial participation certificates. Thanks to all the listeners for using your ears. Keep up with us next time. We'll Follow. Uh, do we want to round off our Twitter handles? Mm. What's well, well, I don't have Twitter. <laughs> Follow, so, Follow at you're Tony. more than welcome. Follow at Sir Tony Tony if you want some, uh, some cool updates, and then follow Stacks Game Squad on Twitter too. Yes, we'll post the next game of the month at the bottom of the post. Thanks, everybody. Awesome. Bye. Bye.